everybody. How you doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, May 13th. This is episode number 923. Moment of silence. That's a lot, you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. How you guys doing in Pandemicville? Hope everything's going all right. I got a treat for you guys today. Uh, I have been talking to you guys for a couple of weeks now about just anticipating the birth of our granddaughter, Juniper. And I told you a little bit about it. And I've got a special treat today because my daughter and my son-in-law are here in the studio with me. And we're going to talk all things encouraging moms in the season of postpartum. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. A couple of things that are going on, you guys. Uh, first of all, my uh, my girl, Melissa, you guys know Melissa works for me and uh, over at Heidi St. John, Inc., which I'm an incorporation now. I don't know if you guys know that. But Melissa and I had an idea a couple of weeks ago because of all of the questions that we're getting at Mailbox Monday. And a lot of the uh, focus of the podcast for the last several weeks here has been how to care for your family when the world's on fire. So we thought we would uh, come on here together and we're going to give you guys some ways to sort of cope. And then as the more we thought about it, the more we thought, you know what, this is actually a class. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to host to class um, and give you guys some lifestyle ideas for you. We're going to talk about essential oils. We're going to talk about things that you can do to uh, boost your body uh, during times of crisis. And I know you guys, it feels like the world's on fire because it is. And it's harder for some of us, I think, to bear it than others. But we all still have a daily life to manage. Uh, Your kid's still up all night with sicknesses. Sometimes I got belly aches and don't sleep well. Uh, Moms are still dealing with hormonal teenagers and maybe their own hormones. Hello. We're going to talk a lot about hormones today. And so if you guys will join me, here's what we're going to do. May 19th through the 22nd. So you don't have any place to be. I know that because no one does. So put it on your calendar, uh, May 19th through 22nd. It's a four-day Facebook class that we're going to be hosting. And uh, I'm going to share about some of my favorite oils for stress management and uh, anything that matters to me right now uh, with regard to how we can stay healthy in the midst of all this. So you can either join us on Facebook for a Facebook Live May 19th through 22nd, or we can do a Zoom call May uh, 20th at 7 p.m. Central Time. You guys can register at thebusymom.com forward slash oils, and all the links are going to be right up at the top. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Uh, We've appreciated the support that you are offering the podcast and Firmly Planted Family right now. Uh, Many of you in the last couple weeks have been sending in financial support, and we cannot say thank you enough for that. Uh, The Resource Center has been closed right now. It looks to be closed indefinitely, and we appreciate your prayers and support. I'm going to link back to, in the show notes today, ways that you can support us and reach out to us, uh, even if it's a postcard or a letter, as we take pictures of those and we send them to the staff. So we really appreciate that uh, right now, especially. Um, I'm excited today because I'm going to do something I haven't done before, and I'm going to interview my daughter and her husband, and we're going to talk a little bit about Uh, postpartum and just sort of get real about it. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, Junie, I think, was three weeks old yesterday. 
And uh, she's cute, you guys. I'm not going to lie. If you're not following me on Instagram, you're missing out on the cutest baby that you've ever seen in your whole life. And uh, that's no joke. And Juniper Star was born three weeks ago. And a couple of days after that, Savannah started having some pretty big, um, just emotional issues especially. And so she came to my house to stay for a little bit. And I asked her if she and her husband could come on and just encourage parents um, about the importance of having a support system during the time when you have a baby. Because it's really important. I think our culture doesn't really get that anymore. So I'm super thrilled you guys are here. Savannah and Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Look how cute you guys are sitting there with your little <laughs> baby. Savannah, you're little wearing your baby. Uh, she's pretty sweet. <laughs> so you guys, it'd be fun. Oh, she's going to make noises. It's going to be so cute. So um, how many years have you been married? Let's start there because let's start at the very beginning. Let's do that. So how many are you guys, how many years have you guys been married? Seven. It'll be eight years in August. It's going by really fast. Yeah, no kidding. And we figured out the other day that I've spent about two and a half of those years pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens, right? Yeah. These are the things we talked about, right? And you guys have three kids now. Yeah. Um, two little boys, and now you got your little girl, and she's pretty cute. And you, we, you know, this time around, you delivered a baby in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, that was a little stressful. <laughs> She's burping. <laughs> that was a little stressful. What, what uh, how did that go down? It was. I feel like I went through like waves of trusting God and then just waves of mourning the losses of the things that I was really looking forward to as I would just realize as I got closer and closer, just different things um, that I'd be missing out on, didn't get to have a baby shower. And I was excited about that because we're celebrating our first girl and um, a baby is something that you want to share with your friends and your family. And Mm -hmm. I just have looked forward to celebrating with people and to work all those nine months to get up to a point and have it be like, Nope, you don't get to celebrate this with your friends or your family. Mm-hmm. It's going to be by yourself. Um, mm-hmm. That was pretty hard. And then just fear with the hospitals, hearing different things happening in hospitals where some hospitals weren't allowing any support person to come in with a laboring mom. And that whole time I was so afraid of laboring by myself. And then afterwards I realized it wasn't the labor that I needed help in. It was mm-hmm. after those couple of days where we were in the hospital. I don't know what I would have done without Ryan there with me. Um, yeah. Well, she she cried like didn't she like that whole like first twenty four hours? The wasn't first twenty four like... hours she did not sleep at all. Like she would sleep. I don't know. Sometimes she'd fall asleep for like a half an hour, um, but it was never more than an hour at a time. Yeah. And most times she was up and she was cluster feeding. Uh, so which they all the nurses and stuff were like, oh, she's cluster look feeding. Look how sweet that is. Oh. I'm like she only ever wants to eat. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that was, that was challenging. Um, and you had Ryan. I mean, Ryan. I did, yeah. Oh, actually, I, w- I will say hats off to you. They made you deliver with a mask on, ho-ho, right? And I got tested for COVID. So I've done the nose thing. That's no fun. It is not fun. No, it's terrible. It is not. But I'm no. negative. So yeah. at least I think I'm negative. They said they'd get back to me if I was positive. Yeah, we're kind of making this so up far, as we go along. So far, I haven't along. heard anything. Yeah. So... Yeah. I'm going with negative. I thought so interesting, too, because they were, you know, big thing about the support person and they let you in, Ryan, right? 
And did they test you for COVID when you went into the hospital? No, they didn't, just her. And it looked terrible. So I feel really bad for her, but I'm glad I didn't get tested. <laughs> it's like imagine a Q-tip that's about a foot long that they shove starting in your nose all the way to what looks like the back of your head, uh, which I'm pretty sure is how they mummify people, right? It's something along those I think lines. So. And so yeah, it looked yeah. terrible. Yeah. So then his eyes were watering, you know, and like, all right, let's time it in between the contractions where we'll shove this huge Q-tip up your face. And so it looked horrible. And so I, I did not envy her for that one. One. But no, they didn't test me. So we have no idea. I might have coronavirus right now. You might. I might. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm terrified just sitting across. Would you please go get tested? I don't even know if we should be in the same room. You're scaring me right now. <laughs> but then they so they don't test you, which I thought was interesting because this was such a big deal about letting support people in the hospital. It just doesn't make sense. It makes We're no like, sense at what? all. And then they make you labor with a mask on. And I remember you texting me at some point. Uh, during your labor, and I was like, "Are they making you wear a mask?" And you said, "Yes." And I was, "Man, you! I throw that thing across the room, but you didn't. You did the whole thing." I did. They would have let me actually when I was pushing. They were like, "You can pull it down. It's okay." And they, the doctors and nurses, were really sweet about it. I love that, uh, which was a mercy from the Lord. Like I felt like I was so afraid going in. I wanted you with me so bad. Me too. I wanted to I see had a her good there. Cry over it. Yeah, like there was just. I know it just sucked. It was so lame. Yeah. Um, but I know one thing that you were praying and that we were praying is that we would get good nurses and doctors because uh, that makes all the difference Hello. in the world. And yes, we had such a great team and it was they were so kind. And so really, like I kept my mask on. If I had taken it off, they would have let me. They were so nice. But I felt bad because it's really like to protect them. And so I'm like, yeah. ah. And so I just kept the temperature in there really cold. It was freezing. I know. Ryan said it was like a morgue. Yeah. Every time a nurse would come in, they're like, oh, do you want me to turn the temperature up? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm hot. And especially the mask makes you hot. Uh, but yeah. honestly, I didn't really notice. Like, it didn't bother me. They were like, you can pull your mask down. And I didn't care. I Yeah. I was a little distracted. I wasn't really focused on the mask. <laughs> well, I think once you, and I, this is, I know it's going to encourage a lot of people and this is going to get shared a lot because there are a lot of women right now who are getting ready to deliver and they're getting ready to deliver in the middle of a pandemic. It's terrifying. They've been told just like you, you can't have your support person. I know of women because they write into the podcast that have had to deliver alone. Yeah. And that's so sad. Mm. And I am, I love how the Lord so beautifully answered your prayers for the birth of Juniper. You had a great delivery and you've had an emergency C-section. So you know that things can go wrong mm -hmm. and you had a great delivery. Yeah. 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 It was my best delivery for sure. Yeah. It was filled with so much peace. And afterwards, the doctors and nurses were like, thank you for letting us deliver your baby. That was so wonderful. You guys were so great. And we were like, no, thank you. So it, yeah, God's grace was definitely with us and yeah. lots of answered prayers. So I was thankful for that because I was very scared going into it with all the mm -hmm. stuff going on and everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that was good. And Ryan, you did a really good thing too. You set up a group text for what did you call it you called it what did you call it i can't remember the name of the group text for junie's birth it was so cute it was like it wasn't it was like baby squad or something yeah, like baby that. squad yeah. or something it was super cute and then what we ended up doing was um just waiting for updates from you which i think it made everybody not feel so isolated so i think yeah. that part was important just you know i know your parents were on there and hello you guys have like siblings coming out your ears and people who really want to 
be a part of what's happening and feel like they're there. So I think that was something that was important too. Yeah. Yeah. That was huge. One thing that was uh, really interesting and unique about the whole thing is um, Juniper met her brothers over FaceTime. Yeah. And so actually she met just about everybody over That's FaceTime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we would just yeah, FaceTime different family members and um, it was yeah, definitely a really unique time. But mm-hmm. um, again, even, even through that, that, that was probably one of the biggest uh, heartaches for me was yeah. not being able to bring the boys into the hospital to meet their baby sister. Yeah. And so that was that was a really tough thing. Um, you know, they're six and four, so I don't know how much they care, but, you <laughs> but care. we care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We care. Mm-hmm. So it was a hard thing. But again, through all of it, I've uh, I was just so um, thankful for just the faithfulness of the Lord and really His presence with us in the midst of it. Because mm-hmm. you know, we were we were anticipating this loss of of so many people not being able to be there that we originally wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. But what we gained was just the Lord's presence in a way that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so looking back, we're we're so thankful um, just for His faithfulness in the midst of that, as hard as it was, as crazy as it was, um, God was so faithful and just mm-hmm. brought such a peace, a peace that was that was tangible even to the doctors and nurses, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And so That's it was, a, cool. it was a, a neat testimony in the midst of a really crazy time. That's awesome. And Savannah said that it really brought you guys closer together. Did you, is that kind of what you felt like too? Like, hey man, you know, this is, this is, you're in this, there's nobody else there. And it was kind of a bonding thing, which I think is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, both both metaphorically and literally because they lock you. Basically, you know, they don't literally lock you, but they quarantine you in the hospital room. You can't leave. And so <laughs> so we were very close for a long time, <laughs> especially through the sleepless nights and all yeah. that. But um, it was cool. It was cool to um, – it was an extra weight, but it was also just an extra privilege mm-hmm. to be Savannah's only support mm-hmm. person through yeah. that. And so really, you know – even even trying to be sort of the incarnation of Christ for her during this yeah. time um, was yeah. was a certainly a higher level of responsibility, but mm-hmm. also just a really neat thing that the Lord was able to call me to do in the midst of the labor and delivery. And I think and, so many men listening need to hear that. Like yeah. you can, your wife actually needs you in there. It's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And she did so awesome. I'm just so proud of just her strength and um, just how Super well she did Superwoman all laboring with a mask on. Oh, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's incredible. And, and just really thankful that the, the labor and delivery just went as well as it did. Yeah. So, so that's awesome. So then you, you get home. And how did it go when you got home? It started before I got home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was so even she's our born... first night in the hospital. Yeah. So... It's so interesting, and I, I feel like I learned so much about the Lord and um, just how he walks with us through fire. Mm-hmm. Like, walking with the Lord doesn't mean that, like, you know, we're saying how amazing it was and how the Lord was with us, and he was. And there were so many things we were thankful for. That doesn't mean that it wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this one, emotionally, I had, it has been the hardest, I think, out of all the kids. So the labor was the best, was the easiest. And then uh, the postpartum stuff has definitely been uh, way different caliber than I remember with mm-hmm, the kids mm-hmm. and with the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that started in the hospital. I um, I had always heard of postpartum depression, but I had never heard of postpartum anxiety. Um, and it really hit me out of nowhere. Uh, our first night there, well, she was born at 5 in the morning. So our first night there, so didn't I sleep. didn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was laboring all night. Yeah. So then we stayed all day, and then our next night, uh, we stayed one more night in the hospital. I could not sleep. I mean, she wasn't sleeping, but even when he was taking her or when she would fall asleep for like the half hour that she did at a time, I would lay there, and rather than falling asleep because I'm so exhausted, 
I was just riddled with anxiety and I wasn't thinking about anything in particular. It was like my body. My body was just It's almost like you have an allergic reaction to stress. Yeah, Yeah, it was so bizarre. Anytime I would try to close my eyes, I would feel like these waves of heat all over my skin. And it was like my skin was just crawling and I couldn't breathe. My heart was racing. And I would have feelings like I'm going to die or something. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. It is terrible. And so, yeah, in the first 48 hours um, of her labor and then the next day, so the first 48 hours that she was here, I had two hours of sleep in all of that Mm -hmm. time. And so as each day went on and I wasn't able to sleep because I would lay there with anxiety, I would become more exhausted. And it just, I don't know, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. absolutely horrible. (laughs) So. And those those two hours were uh, they were bro- they were broken up too. It wasn't like right. a, a nice two hour nap that she was able to get. <laughs> right, they were broken right. up over over those forty eight hours. Yeah. Um, so it was yeah it was a really and tough you time. guys reached a point where you know and me talking to you in the floor where you just felt so overwhelmed and I I can't remember if Ryan if it was you that called at the house that night or if it was Savannah but it was late right I mean you because you made the decision uh, to come and just bring the baby and and come out to to my house and so what how did that come down how'd that go down um yeah the way the way that went down was um, we were obviously able to leave the hospital and we were real excited to bring our baby home yeah. give her the tour of the house you know have her eventually meet her siblings just hoping we'd sleep better and at first when we got home it felt like it felt just so nice to be home yeah. it felt so nice to be out of the hospital you know you don't have nurses coming and poking your baby and right. <laughs> taking vitals every uh every couple minutes and <laughs> jay do you want us to you want us to pass her off is that you think keep her in here? Okay. <laughs> Oops. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Jay's like, oh. here, take her, um, take let's her, holder. All right. So, um, so okay. This is so. In the interest of make, make, keeping it completely real, uh, Junie decided to wake up. So now Papa has her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So and it's so cute. We're all watching him out the control window, like, oh, it's so sweet. Papa's holding Junie. So right, you you guys get home. And you're giving Juniper the tour of her new house, and and, how, and that's going pretty good. Yeah. So um, the way it worked was as we as we took her from the hospital, um, it was nice to be able to leave. Nice to you know that first time of loading her in her car seat yeah, and so putting sweet. her in the car. You know, it's always the safest drive home when you bring a new baby back from the hospital. <laughs> right. Everybody else on the road are just maniacs going like a thousand <laughs> miles an hour. Like, what's wrong with you people? Come on, don't you know this precious cargo here? That's right. And so you're driving as carefully as you can. You know, you get her home, you bring her out of the car, and, and we're just so excited to give her the tour of the house. And it really was nice to be home right yeah. at first. Right. It really was nice just to be able to sprawl out a little bit, you know, even the fact that I could take um, crying Juniper into the other room so mm-hmm. that Savannah could get some anxious rest. <laughs> Savannah could lay down anxiously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so we were really looking forward to that. And we were kind of settling in in the afternoon and then going into the evening. And we, we started a show. We were starting to watch an episode of The Chosen, which we've been really oh, enjoying. So good. Yeah. And um, really looking forward to that, even even just even just allowing that story just to bring some peace and mm-hmm. some calm in the midst of it. And we were about five minutes in maybe. And at this point, it's like nine, nine thirty at night. And I look over and Savannah's just bawling. Oh. Right. And I'm like, What's wrong? <laughs> as if that, you know, as if right, that's a right. good question. <laughs> as if she knows. Then, I know, I know. And then she's like, I just, I think we should go up to my mom's house. And I'm like, 
at 9.30 at night. <laughs> yeah, we just got to go. And I'm like, we're going. Yeah, yeah. We're doing <laughs> and the so thing. TV goes off, you know, all the lights go on. And I'm like, all right, we're going. And so we start packing up. And we probably didn't get up there until like 11, I yeah, think, something like late. that. So yeah. it was very late. And so, and of course, we're sleep deprived, right? Yeah. And and I just, through a new baby phase, I think you really see why sleep deprivation is such an effective torture. Right. Because it is torture. It's it terrible. It is torture. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, anyway, sleep deprived, you know, driving. I'm like, don't crash. Don't don't crash. Keep the eyes open. <laughs> slap, 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 slap. Finally get up to the house around um, 11 and then uh, spent quite a few days there. Yeah, you did. And I remember Savannah coming in the house and just first thing she did would just start sobbing, you know. And I think at this point, you know, this is where I think the crux of what we're talking about today is so important because postpartum families need support around them. This idea, you know, you, you read about in magazines, oh, they had a new baby, isn't that sweet, you know, but it's actually really hard. And I think oftentimes we don't talk about uh, the depression and the anxiety or we think it's much, much later and it, that certainly happens. But you had kind of almost an instant response to having this baby to where you really felt like you were losing your mind. I remember you just telling me, because as soon as I you come in the house, you just start sobbing, right? Because there's something good about seeing your mom. It <laughs> doesn't matter yeah. how old you are. You know, it's like, oh, that's my mom. Yep. <laughs> and and also, it made me feel really good to be able to do something because I, I wasn't there when she was born. I didn't feel like I could hardly see you before she was born because we were trying to do the social distancing thing and all that. And so this was an opportunity for me to help you. And there's other people around who could hold the baby. But then your anxiety didn't seem like it get better right away, right? No, it went on for days. It was horrible. Yeah, I thought I, I mean, I was worried that I was going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought every, after night after night of not sleeping, I was asking Ryan at like three in the morning, how long can you go without sleeping until you die? Like until I literally die. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and that, and laying there with my heart racing and the heat all over my skin and all that stuff I thought I'm gonna give myself a heart attack like Mm -hmm. I don't know it just I was spiraling Mm -hmm. out of control and um yeah it was really really hard and I couldn't it really skews your perception of uh what's real and what isn't and Mm -hmm. I was worried I'd be that way for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause, and it feels like that in the moment. It's just such a dark place. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm curious, you know, so now you're at you're at our house and, you know, there's so many kids. There, I mean, for goodness sake, you know, I've yeah. got we got kids who want to hold the baby, sisters, siblings who are going to stay up all night and hold her. And I think yep. they did that several times. But what were the things that you because this is what I want listeners to come away with. What were some things that really helped you guys, both of you, to where you felt like, you know, because you were there for I don't know, four days, four nights or something like that. But when you went home, you were a different person. Oh, yeah. And so something definitely switched in that point. So what what were the things that were the most helpful? I feel to you? like um, one of the things that was the most helpful to me that I kept as days went on, I kept starting to point it out all the time because I felt bad. But I was like a broken record. Like yeah. I I am a, a someone who has to process through talking. Like I have to talk through things to process. Yeah, in that way. And I was processing so much of about how I felt and um I needed people to just listen to me and to just listen and mm-hmm. to tell me, I'm so sorry. Let me try to help you. I needed help <laughs> too. Yeah. I needed solutions. I needed help. 
Um, but I felt bad because I, I kept telling you, like, I'm so sorry. I know I keep talking about this. And I was literally, I think I was saying the same things over and over and over yeah, again right. for days. Um, but <laughs> You're I need, not wrong. I needed that. I needed to be able to talk it out and to process it and not have someone go, you need to get over this and um, stop yeah. talking about it. So having people listening was huge. Um, I needed people to be speaking truth into me because I was not thinking truth in my head and it was really hard for me to get there. And so having other women in particular mm-hmm. who had been through labor and birth to just say like, this, this is, is totally normal. normal. It's normal. You're not dying. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like now that I look back, I'm like, well, of course I wasn't dying. But in the moment to hear that and to hear their stories, this is how I felt. This is what I did. This is how much I cried. This is how, you know. Yeah. Um, that was really helpful to me and for people to be praying over me. Mm-hmm. I had you and Aunt Haley and Grandma and Jody and other people who would lay hands on me and just mm-hmm. pray over me. And um, that was huge for me. And I think just the permission to cry. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah. there were so many moments like you would just be sitting on the couch. Poor Ryan would look so bewildered. You sit on the couch and then just for no, we could tell like we were having normal conversations and we, I would look over at you and your eyes are kind of starting to flood. And I'm like, oh, man, she's going to go. She's going to she's going to break. The dam's going to break. And so I think we just looked at you because we could tell. You're like, it's OK. And we just, just said, do it. You know, Savannah, just, cry. just cry. I said, let those hormones leak out your eyes. Dude, that's I was what's ugly happening. crying. I know. It was the ugly cry, too, man. It does feel good, though, afterwards. It, it truly does. is just like a hormonal response. There's yeah. no reason I'm crying. I just am. And yeah. afterwards, I'm like, oh. I feel better. Okay. I feel better. Until yeah. the next time. Until the next time. And I think to take that embarrassment and the shame away from it. Yeah, that was um, huge. To be able just to say, to have, I think you're right, those w- women, it's so important, you know, the women who have been there and done that and can say, oh my goodness, I remember that. That happened to me. And I remember at one point I looked up all the symptoms for postpartum anxiety and I read them to you. Oh, remember every that? single one. <laughs> Nail on the head. Check, 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 check. And then we read... These these will subside in six to twelve days, and I remember the look on her face, Ryan, when Savannah just was like, "Oh, like it was just like a kind of a light bulb moment." Even to hear you. like I'm textbook experiencing something that yeah. is normal, and yeah, yeah, even like loss of appetite. I hardly ate anything. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't eat chicken soup. I loved your chicken soup. Yeah, that was really helpful. You that recipe is on my blog, by the way. Chicken soup. She had some leftover chicken soup, and she gave me the rest of her leftovers, which was a sacrifice because you were saying you were going to eat those. <laughs> and I loved it. So it was like the only thing that I could eat. And so the next day you made like a whole bunch of it. Yeah. And I yeah. ate like probably half of that. I think you just lived on chicken soup. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so full comforting. of vitamin B. So good. So you guys have been such an encouragement. I know to so many people who are listening to this today, um, I would love to carry this over one more day. So pick it up on Friday and talk about some ways that you guys realize that you are really getting help and then let you uh, take some of that help that you've just been given and pass it on to other people. So would you guys be willing to come back on Friday and we can finish talking about this together? Heck yeah. We'll be there. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. I'm excited. So you guys can come back on Friday. and We're going to pick this conversation up again and leave you with some encouragement in really unprecedented times, you guys. We can encourage each other together. So thanks for listening today, and we'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.